Welcome, bienvenue, come on in. Another fresh new episode is here for you of Name That News, a show that we believe is Odyssey's favorite podcast. Uh, I am your co-host, Mark Menard, and alongside the other co-host of this show, my good friend, Zach Clark, and here's how this works. We have gone through a week's worth of news to find these clips. We have taken them wildly out of context, and we're going to probably tweak them a little bit so that you have something to latch on to to try to guess what they're talking about. We'll give you some choices. You pick the one you think is best, and if you get it right, you get the satisfaction of a job well done. That is one of the greatest prizes we can give you. Am I right? Yeah, that's right. You get self-esteem. You get you get a serotonin boost. What else do you want from us? We're here to help. <laughs> so let's get this thing underway. And Zach, you are leading us off this week. What do you have for us? Yeah, I'm not going to go too far away for this one. We'll stay in the Midwest. The first clip of the day comes from WBBM in Chicago. Here it is. Banner quarterly results at McDonald's also with the help from can you tell us all about it. All right, Mark, what gave McDonald's that boost? Was it A, the grimace? Was it B, salt and fat addicted Americans? Or C, inflation driving up prices at the grocery store? Okay, so I can tell you from going to the Golden Arches with my children, getting the Happy Meals, the inflation is also affecting McDonald's. So I don't think it's the grocery store inflation. Uh, McDonald's seems pricier than it used to be. So that leaves us with their tried and true revenue generator, salt and fat addicted Americans, or the special option of the month, the purple shake known as the Grimace that they launched last month to celebrate their big purple character. I don't know if this is true, but I learned recently that he was supposed to be a taste bud, and that's why he looks like that. But I don't know. All I know is I've seen a bunch of fun TikTok clips for the Grimace that make it seem like you're entering a horror movie every time you order one and they made me laugh so even though i haven't tried the grimace i'm gonna go ahead and say go with my heart here for those clips and say it's the grimace mark it is indeed the grimace you are absolutely right uh inflation is affecting mcdonald's and look if we were getting a bump from salt and fat addicted americans it wouldn't be new Th that that's been there the whole time there's nothing different about that. But yeah, you're right. It was the TikTok. In fact, in that clip from the BBM in Chicago, they talk about the TikTok specifically and how it created this huge buzz and became this free vehicle for advertisement for McDonald's, something that they didn't even factor in when they brought it back. And so it was a wild success. Uh, they've taken it down. The Grimace has, has vanished again. But after what happened this summer, there's no way he doesn't come back, which is actually kind of creepy. Very terrifying. I, I'm not sure how I feel. <laughs> so now from that terrifying fact we come over to me with your crime report for the week this one comes to us from knx in los angeles and a gentleman who is known as the snake burglar was in court on trial let's see what they had to say about the snake burglar he uh, got around the security systems by breaking into stores through the roof or adjacent businesses and then uh, got around the motion detectors by snake burglar so, how did the snake burglar get around the motion sensors in the businesses that he robbed? Was it A, spraying them with snake venom? Was it B, slithering on his belly? Or was it C, releasing trained snakes into the building that did the stealing for him? I love this. And 
I'm hoping it's B or C because the images of both of those things is is hilarious. You know, the training of the snakes, we've seen this as possible, at least in some ways with the snake charmers, right? So not totally impossible. I'm not sure how effective anybody would be slithering around, slithering around on their belly, but but maybe it works, right? Like you've got to get under, if we're talking about things that have those like laser sensors, right? You have to get under them somehow. Uh, but I got to be honest with you. I think the snake venom is probably the most likely just because it's not as weird as the other two and it's incapacitating. But I'm going, I'm going left field. I'm saying B. I'm going with slithering on his belly. Well, you went with your gut that he slithered on his gut, and you were correct. He became known as a snake burglar for slithering on his belly to get around these businesses' motion sensors and rob them in the middle of the night. The reason it was in the news was that he was on trial for 54 felonies and got off with time served, seven months in jail, and he's now back out on the street. <laughs> I just, I love everything about this story, but I think my favorite is, like, the image of this guy, like, getting into a building, dropping to his knees, putting his hands firmly at his side, and then just kind of rolling over to the ground and then inching his way. How do you take that seriously? It, it reminds me of something like the the wet bandits or the sticky bandits from Home Alone. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. But clearly, to a certain extent at least, it must have worked. Not completely because he got arrested, but, I mean, to a certain capacity. <laughs> so there's your odd criminal story of the week. I don't know if you have any for us, but that's mine. I don't know if this is odd or just terrifying. Sometimes they're not the same. This is a crime story, though, Mark. It comes to us uh, from the Southwest, KRLD in Dallas. Here we go. Kaylee Gates and her fiancé, Christian Capraro, say it was a nightmare, finding not just one, but two in a Silver Springs, Maryland Airbnb they rented last summer. Mark, what did this couple find in their vacation rental? A, rabid bats, B, cameras, or C, booby traps none of these would be enjoyable rabid bats we hear all the time about rodents getting into places that they shouldn't be and then the infestation grows as they get more comfortable and they they dig their heels in and start making a home there so rabid bat would be terrifying uh booby traps if look if you've got an airbnb and you got booby traps in there you're not going to get a good rating i don't think kevin McAllister is <laughs> is renting out the airbnb then watching to see what happens when the carnage ensues. To me, the one that speaks to me the most, because it's the creepiest, is cameras. People put cameras in places they shouldn't, and we know this. Thankfully, it's not an everyday occurrence, but it's in the news enough to where I'm going to go ahead and say that it's, unfortunately, maybe B, cameras. Yeah, Mark, uh, that's two for two for you on this day. It is cameras. You know, the thought of the Kevin McAllister booby trap thing in, in, intrigued me, but you're right. You'd only get away with it once, so that's probably true for the cameras as well. Uh, this man has been, uh, is well, they are in the process of attempting to punish him. It's unclear if there was any criminal prosecution, but they are suing this man. And the couple say, we're not sure what he recorded, but it's possible that there are already lewd images on the internet they don't know and that kind of stuff you're right is absolutely horrifying well look the theme today apparently is horrifying and we're going to stick with it as we head out to st louis and kftk and the mark cox morning show with a guest host heidi harris this week talked about warning signs you might need to watch out for a house that's dimly lit in your neighborhood and having a tool shed 
are other creepy characteristics to watch out for. So if someone, tool if my neighbor, we, we have a shed. So you're saying okay. if you have a tool shed that you're more likely to be a serial killer, according to this I'm just person? saying, I'm just saying this is what the psychologist said, not Heidi Harris. On top of all that, a homeowner who keeps odd hours and is at night, which people said about this guy, it's a major concern. So what nighttime activity could mean that your neighbor is a serial killer? That was the gist of this topic on the show. How to tell if your neighbor is a serial killer. And if you do this at night, then I guess you're more apt to be one. The answers are A, going for a run, B, working on their car, or C, working in their yard. You know, I just feel like we're on a Home Alone kick and now I'm thinking about the guy they thought was a serial killer, the sidewalk shoveler, right? But that's not one of the options here. I'll tell you what, Mark, I don't like this and I'll tell you why. I have a neighbor and they do yard work in the middle of the night and I think it's really weird. And now I'm beginning to wonder if it is weirder than I thought. Going for a run at night is weird, but I don't know. It's gotta be B or C. And I don't know why. I think there's something about like one light in a garage in the middle of the night, like a tinkering kind of thing. I'm saying B, working on their car. Well, I've got some bad news for you. No. <laughs> no. The answer was C, no! working in their yard. They specifically said gardening or digging a hole. I think if your neighbor is out at 2 a.m. digging a hole, that's a warning sign, no matter what you might be looking for. So here's the problem. There's no digging, but there's a lot of burning. <laughs> well, my friend, I'd say maybe keep your head on a swivel when you bring the trash to the street. I think I'm moving. I'll be back in, I don't know, an hour to finish this show. I got to get my stuff out of my house. <laughs> what intrigued me about that clip, which and the reason I left it so long, was that even having a tool shed is apparently a sign that you might be a serial yeah, killer. I was going to say, like, like, even if you just have the shed, like, like my parents have a tool shed. Like, do I have to go home and ask some tough questions? Like, what, what's going on? You might need to get the ground penetrating radar to see if they've been digging any holes in the middle of the night. Well, I'm not going to be able to sleep for a while, so I appreciate that. God love this show. <laughs> well, since you're not sleeping, go ahead and give us your cliffhanger question of the week. Let me explain this. We have one question every week where we keep you hanging. It's just like all the other questions, except we just don't give you the answer now. So before we get into this week's, we must finally assuage all of that want, all of that need you've had all week for last week's cliffhanger question of the week. And that came to us from Zach. Remind us what we were talking about. Yeah, that's right, Mark. Uh, this clip comes from CBS Radio, heard on Odyssey stations from coast to coast. Take a listen. Everyone is saying that they have just one thing in mind. I just wanted to see her in person. Jessica Bean took the trip from San Carlos just to lay eyes on Alrighty, Mark, who is the celebrity that people cannot get enough of? Is it A, Barbie, B, Taylor Swift, or C, a sea otter? All of these are excellent choices. We know that Swifties cannot get enough of Taylor Swift. We talk about her on this show frequently. She is often a choice in our multiple choice guessing game. In this case, I don't think it's Taylor Swift, and I'll tell you why. Uh, the other answer is Barbie or a sea otter. Uh, Barbie's hot right now. But I don't know that you could wait hours to actually see Barbie. Barbie is a doll. Uh, if we're talking about Margot Robbie, maybe. But I don't think her fame is to the point where people would wait like that. What I do think 
is that people can't get enough of cute furry animals. And so I am going to say the answer, my final choice, sea otter. Yeah, see, Mark, you're right, but for the wrong reason. You are correct. It is a sea otter. In fact, the otter is, is nameless, but it's very famous, Otter 841. And you talk about cute and cuddly. No, not 841. 841, Mark, is the otter you've been hearing about in the news that's been stealing surfboards and taking big bites out of them. This is a very hostile otter. There's no hand-holding. The otter chooses violence only. My new favorite thing. Love this otter. This is your spirit animal. Yes. Blatant <laughs> disregard for other people, doing whatever it wants, listening to nobody. Very jealous. <laughs> well, look, the, the key word there was, I was right. And I don't care how I got there. I don't care if it was for the wrong reasons. I will take it any way I can get it. This is not middle school math. You do not have to show your work to get the right answer. We do not care. There's no scratch paper involved. I just have to have A, B, or C correct, and that's it. It's the Scantron. It's the bubble test. It's the ACT of quiz shows. My work here is done, except for the fact that I have to give you this week's cliffhanger question of the week. So my guessing work is done. My questioning work, we have a little ways to go. So this, this week's cliffhanger question of the week comes to us from WWL in New Orleans and The Scoot Show. Uh, and I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Have a listen. So Matt Damon is talking about this horrible kiss with this uh, co-star. Oh, was a bad kiss. He said kissing her was hell. <gasps> it was hell because he said she should have brushed her teeth, used oh. mouthwash or chewing gum because... Oh he said she had horrible halitosis. All right, so the question that you get to think about for the next seven days, who was Matt Damon's worst kissing partner in an acting scene? A, Minnie Driver. B, Scarlett Johansson. C, Penelope Cruz. I mean, it's tough. These are beautiful women. These are, these are very famous, very accomplished Hollywood actors and we're talking about fabulous films. Like, you're telling me that I'm watching Goodwill Hunting and Mini Driver has halitosis? Like, I, <laughs> that's, that's going to be a tough one for me. I love that movie. I got to tell you, you know what the thing, and we're not going to answer this now, as you know, I got to say, that's some, as the kids say, tea. And I'm surprised he said that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he spilled some tea with that comment. What I will say is that if what he's saying is true, Maybe Matt Damon is a better actor than we give him credit for because he didn't make it known that he was struggling through those scenes. Any of them. No, I mean, that, 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 is, that is the Lord's work right there. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So we will spend the next week embracing the fact that Matt Damon is apparently the, the best actor of our generation. And we will brush our teeth more frequently in, in case you know, we end up in a situation where we have to kiss Matt Damon. We don't want him talking bad about us, for sure. No way, dude. I don't want to come on the end of that rap. No way. <laughs> and we will see you right back here next week because that does it for this week's show. Special thanks to Brian Fisher, who helps put the show together. And special thanks to you for joining us. If you like what you heard, then please pound that subscribe button, bookmark us on your browser, set a reminder on your calendar, because we're here every single week with a fresh breath episode. Name that news.